<laughs> Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. It is Monday. We are here to rescue the art of homemaking, right? <laughs> Easier Home- said than done. <laughs> homemaking with red lips. Neither of us are wearing a frumpy denim jumper, but if you are, we still love you. <laughs> I am your host, Angela Reed of ParisianFarmGirl.com. I am joined by Shay Elliott of the ElliottHomestead.com. We are two friends, 2,000 miles away. We haven't seen each other in two years. Who is sick of hearing me say that? Me. <laughs> me, too. <laughs> oh, happy Monday afternoon. Happy How are Monday. you? Uh, Monday morning. Well, I don't even know when it is. I'm. Pre- it's pretty good. I'm pretty good. Okay. You're very convincing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to be sitting here talking with you today. Uh, this is... Of all the work that we do online through the blog, like all of it, this is probably all my favorite. Don't start listing it off. Like I that know. would take the whole show. No, this is yeah. my very favorite. It feels like such a treat to get to sit down. And I got to say, listeners, you guys have been really rolling in the kind emails and yeah. comments. And I just can't quite believe, you know, this podcast has reached all over the world now. And yeah. It's just cool. It's we literally of, don't know what we're doing. <laughs> no, we don't. Well, and there's like there is a bit of a disconnect. Like we sit down twice a week, we record, and we're just I'm in my office, you're in your basement. <laughs> <laughs> you're in your office. <laughs> and uh, air quotes. Um it's hard to realize, like you said, like what's happening. Uh, I think we yeah. should ask our listeners a favor. We do this every once in a while. Yes. What do you think? I, I think, think we should. should. Yep. So um, in the world of podcasting, when you hit 10,000 downloads in a week, it is smiled mm-hmm. upon. What? Yeah. Uh, 10,000 downloads per episode. Per episode. In for 30 episode. days. For that episode. Yeah. Yep. It's in the week. Is I it? swear it's in the week. Maybe it's yeah. in the week. Because we crushed that. I don't know what in I'm a doing. month. We crushed that. <laughs> okay. See, I don't know. What, what do okay. I know? <laughs> so we would like to invite you to, um, if you enjoy this episode, listen twice. We know you got seven days worth of dishes to do. You got laundry to do. You got weeds to pull. You got a vacuum. Put your earbuds in. Go ahead and listen twice. Help us hit that 10,000 mark. Or, Share the podcast with your friends even better. <laughs> <laughs> or what, Mrs. Elliot? Oh, yes. Share it with a friend who you think would enjoy the podcast. A lot of people don't even know podcasts exist unless somebody shares it with them. And so wherever you listen to podcasts, there's usually a very quick little share button, copy mm-hmm. link. You can send the episode to somebody that you think it might encourage them. And I think today's episode that we're going to be doing, taking on homemaking as a job, is really relevant, whether it's for a working mom or a single lady or, you know, any kind of homemaker. Mm -hmm. Um, So it'll be relevant to a lot of people in your life. So, yes, if you could share this episode, we would really appreciate it because Angela and I, we're kind of goal people. You guys probably know that about us. Yes. And it's just sort of this nice rounded number that's encouraging to us to keep going because then we know we're, you know, making an impact all around and it's great. Yep. And we're very close. So, you know, 
Don't wait for the next person to listen twice. You go ahead and do it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I am pushy. I'm the pushier one of the two. Proud. It's because you're from Chicago. You have I've, to. I can do this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, is that uh, it? I think so. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I I am excited about today's episode. I feel like it's very much in the spirit of the one that we did a few seasons ago called We Are All Homemakers. Yes. And I'll tag that in the show notes. I'll link to that in the show notes because I feel that that was an opportunity for us to sort of cast a wide net and um, really unpack where we're coming from with Homemaker Chic. And I think we're going to do that again today. But I suppose um, we should give some shout outs to our advertisers. Yes, let's do that. Today's professional. (laughs) Like we have a job or something. Uh, Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by our beloved skincare and makeup company, Toops & Co., T-O-U-P-S and co.com. So this is a company that is run by my good friend, Emily, and her husband, Trent. And I've been friends with Emily for a long time. I know her heart and I know her intense desire for purity in the food that she eats and the things that she grows, the way she runs her home, and of course, the things that she puts on her skin. So Emily has developed an entire line of skincare and makeup that's designed to do just that. One of the things I love that she concentrates on, this is her number one selling product is a tallow balm. And so if you're not familiar with tallow is, it's an animal fat. And this has been used for millennia on skin because essentially it speaks the same language as our skin. And so your skin can really take it in. There's no additives, no chemicals. So check out her frankincense face balm when you go and visit her website, tubesandco.com. And Angela has her red wine lipstick on, I believe. Yes. So she has it. a great line of natural lipsticks. Ooh, there it is. For there those is. of you watching, you can see what the little lipstick tube looks like. But she's got eyeshadows, foundation, charcoal soaps, dry shampoos. Like she's got it all. And so instead of running to Target and stocking up on all these things that have all the chemicals, instead visit tubesandcode.com and visit Emily and tell her we said hi by using the coupon code homemaker homemaker you are maker for 10 percent off (laughs) yes and get some red wine lipstick yes i love the irony that this color is called red wine (laughs) i absolutely love it today's show is also brought to you by my heartfelt thanks to all the listeners that have joined my brand new old world design society you're making a face jay are you frozen there you are you're back yeah, you were frozen. I was frozen. Minor okay. freezing. Okay. A minor freezing. It's not the skincare. It is our excitement over the brand new Old World Design Society. I have to say thank you to the hundreds of you that have joined so far. So here's the deal. If you are a little burned out on scrolling social media feeds and trying to find design inspiration that speaks your language. But if you resonate with words like velvet sofas and gilded frames and ironstone and French delicate hand-sewn linens and regal estates and charming country cottages, then this is the society for you. What it means to be a member of the Old World Design Society is that you will receive a quarterly publication and you will be part of a society for that quarter. So we are going to have a private Facebook group, creative design assignments, historical artwork projects. We're going to be sharing and encouraging each other. If you love to stroll the antique mall with a 
piping hot latte, and then share your finds with your best girlfriend, this is the place for you to be. So visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. And of course, the link will be in the show notes. Today is Monday. That means there are just maybe two or three more days for you to be able to get the hard copy of the publication, the magazine portion of the society for this quarter. So the digital is available all the time, but we have a limited amount of actual physical magazines. So be sure to visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com and join the society for the winter 2021 edition. I'm in. I got mine ordered. Me too. Physical, (laughs) of course. I can't wait to have them all lined up on my shelves. Yes. And that is really the... That's one of the um, that's one of my personal goals is that Mm -hmm. these the magazine portion of the society just becomes a cherished source of inspiration. Uh, So you don't have to hop back on YouTube to see what I'm doing or get that fix. You can just grab your favorite magazine off your coffee table and let them stack up. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Listen, I've got this bottle of wine that's just staring at me. Can we just do this? Cue the wine music. My microphone cord is squeaking. (laughs) (laughs) I hope it's doing it to the beat. It is. Uh, Listeners, you guys might not know this about me. I was a drummer all through middle school and high school. I was a snare drummer. I also played the drum set in jazz band. And it really bothers me when like windshield wipers don't go to the beat of the music few minor triggers like that just from all those years of rhythm in my body yeah uh yes Yes. i went to um an inner city school and was on the dance squad Mm. and so yes rhythm is extremely important and Mm -hmm. um it drives me crazy when you're watching a movie and they're waltzing and it's not to the one two three one Mm -hmm. two three it makes me friggin crazy like we work really hard to line this stuff up to edit this. Why is it so hard for Hollywood to edit the waltz to the one, two, three? It bugs me. Oh, that's funny. I didn't know you were a dancer. I don't know if I can actually see you doing that. Yeah. Could you show me something? Show me something nope. for our patrons who are watching. No, come on. No, come on. Give it to no. them. It's what they want. Give them what they want. Stop. Fine, whatever. Get out. Just Tell us about your wine. I'm going to drink my champagne. I'm toasting the no, Old World Design is, Society. This is your so. wine day. It, you said you had one. I do. I always have wine. <sighs> I can do it. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll show do you it. mine. You show me yours. I've yeah. got a Malibran, which that cannot be the way you say it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here's the focus. Okay, uh, patrons, you guys can see this since you get to the Soteriva. video form. Confondo par tradizione. <laughs> right? Confondo par tradizione. It's got to be the way it's said. Everybody in Italy is like, dang, that girl is on point. <laughs> They're yeah. definitely not saying that. That's what they are. They're saying it. They're like, Cheers. <laughs> uh, probably not. Okay, yeah, listeners, so th- I don't know what this is. It's some sort of a bubbly. So many of you love. 
There we go. <laughs> we'll catch up on Zoom there. This is the part of the podcast that so many of you listeners love. And we know this because we can see when you order wine. <laughs> this is the part of the podcast that is sponsored by our beloved Dry Farms Wine. There is very good reason why we love Dry Farm Wines. You know what? I came up with this analogy all by myself, and I think it's really good. I can't wait to hear it. It's Dry Farm Wines is the sourdough oh, of the wine world. Should you do this a few weeks ago? No. Like these- it is. It's the sourdough of the wine world. And let me tell you okay. why. Right. Most commercial wines, you get the grapes, you squeeze them, you pasteurize them. So you kill off everything in the wine. Yeah. All the natural yeasts that exist on the grape skin. And then you add in a commercial yeast. And the reason we do this is because it gives us a really consistent result and it gives us a really high alcohol. And we add in sugar and we add in additives and flavorings and colorings and all these things. That way we can get the wine exactly like we quote think it tastes best. Okay. That's like the commercial yeast use in bread True. or like using a strong white wheat flour, you know, or some crazy hybrid of wheat to make this really this loaf the way that we quote want it. Okay. Predictable. Predictable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dry farms is not that way because dry farm wines are naturally yeasted. There is no yeast added. There is, this is a essentially a sugar-free wine. I mean, we're talking about like 0.2 grams per liter left over after fermentation. So mm-hmm. no sugar. So if you're doing a diet or, you, you know, keto or paleo or any of those kinds of things, this is the wine for you. Or if you're just not wanting to put garbage in your body. Yeah. You know, we talk about the wine gut. That's not a good thing. <laughs> like there's a reason. <laughs> the there's Chardonnay a reason belly. for that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's why we stop. It's a, it goes back to season one. Better not more. You don't mm-hmm. need to have four glasses of wine a night. You need to have one nice glass if that's what you want. I don't mean you need it. I mean, better not more. So we encourage you to visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Order some wine from Dry Farm Wines, who is an amazing wine importer sourcing these wines from around the world. You can order whatever amount of wine would work well for you. And they will include an extra bottle for just a penny for you being a homemaker chic listener. I love that. That's It's exciting. a really nice bonus. And I got to tell you, you can become a Dry Farm Wines VIP. Uh, I am. Yeah. You call them and you're like, hey, I want VIP status. And you know what they do sometimes? They, they send, send you traits. They do. They send Love VIPs. offerings. Yes. They send them emails and they're like, we want to give you three free bottles because we love our VIPs. Mm-hmm. I don't really know even what you have to do to be a VIP. I think you, you have, just have to, to order the wine. No, you go on on their website. There is a place to fill it out to, okay. to become a VIP. Takes a little digging, but it's there. Okay. And their customer service mm-hmm. is excellent. So just email them and ask them how to do it. There mm-hmm. is a very, very small staff. They're super friendly, super accommodating. It's a familial, you know, they're working with these small farmers and these families that have farmed the land for hundreds of years in places like Italy and Austria and -hmm. France. And so this that sense of intimacy that you have with the farmer, like it extends into the company Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. staff. So it does. It does. And I got to say, too, this is a perfect example of their customer service. Uh, My friend Amber became a Dry Farms customer and she got a bottle that she really didn't like. Mm -hmm. She loved all the other ones, really disliked this bottle. 
So she called him and she told him and they just sent her a nice replacement. I think they actually sent her two. If I'm remembering the story correctly, they were just like, we got you. You don't like it? No big deal. We'll send you another one. They did that for me. You know, every once in a while, even at the grocery store, you'll get a cork that crumbles or a wine that's turned to vinegar. It's just a part of life in the world of wine. And um, I had one that just just wasn't right. It was just like a hair off. Yeah. And I emailed them. Boom. Got a replacement. Yep. Yep. Interesting. I haven't had that happen yet, but I'm surprised because I've drank in my fair share, turns out. So dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. The link will be in the show notes. You can find the show notes (laughs) anywhere that you listen to the podcast. So if you're listening on uh, Apple or Google or wherever, just Click the drop down in the show notes where it will appear, or you can visit patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. You'll be able to watch the trailers to the videos. If you are a fangirl homemaker, you'll be able to see the full episode of the videos. And we have all the show notes there as well. Okay. But before we move on, what are you drinking? What's it taste like? I, I really it's was. A prosec- the- it's like a Prosecco. It's an okay. Italian bubbly. Yeah. An Italian bubbly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Good reason to celebrate. Drink champagne on Monday. <laughs> hey, champagne. Hey, I, I'm not judging you. <laughs> Better not be. I'm Look not. at what I'm wearing. Did you see what I'm wearing? Oh, you're wearing your necklace. I got you. So last last year, uh, I think it was last year. Uh, Shay got me. Um, she knows how much I love Yona Yinton of Sweden, and Yona is a YouTuber and artist. She does artwork for IKEA, and um, she is. Uh, a jewelry designer. And so Shay got me this beautiful Aurora Borealis flame because I'm on fire. (laughs) And I love it. So pretty. That's pretty. That's special. It is special. (sighs) Sort of like being a homemaker. Boom. Look at that pro segue there. I am incredible. You're so amazing. (laughs) Yes. And that's what we're going to dive into today. We're going to dive into being a homemaker as a job. And this this came up because we actually got an email from somebody and she was very kind, but she said, I like to think of homemaking as my job. Like my, I get up and I put on my uniform and I, mm-hmm. like, how would I show up to work? That's how right. I want to show up for my family. And what kind of things would I be doing that would get me promoted or get me fired? Or, hey, how's my attitude? How would that review go? <laughs> you know, would would you be up for a pay raise? Now, of course, there's ditches you can fall into, as with all things, on both sides of this discussion. But like Angela always says, 90% of the time we're preaching to ourselves here. Um, I'm preaching to myself here. I've, this has been on my heart the last couple of weeks as I realized the areas that I'm excelling in and the areas that if I was an employee, I would probably get a write up. (laughs) That is so awkward. Oh, but it's so true. It's so true. But to have that heart to heart with yourself and like, see that laundry in the corner, see that toothpaste in the sink. Mm -hmm. Like, and not to like, Take away from other people who should contribute to mm-hmm. responsibilities around the house. But there is but, a lot to be said for looking at it as a profession mm-hmm. and giving it that dignity, quite frankly, because I think the dignity of homemaking has definitely been robbed. Certainly. Certainly. I yeah. mean, like if 
nobody's going to give that to you. You got to stake that flag yourself. Yeah. And let people know, like, no, I'm a homemaker. This is dignified. Yeah. Like that is those accolades aren't just going to they're not going to come your way. That that ship has sailed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I find myself when people talk about working women. I saw this a lot last week, of course, with the inauguration, like this Mm -hmm. whole working woman, working woman. And it really feels like sandpaper on my skin. I'm like, you guys are idiots (laughs) because women have always been working. I'm sorry. When did women stop working? Seriously. But what what they mean when I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said they were idiots. I don't, it's okay, but <laughs> I, I just as a homemaker, I feel very protective of that because I see mm-hmm. such incredible value in what the world sees no value in. Mm-hmm. And women have always been incredible workers. I mean, I think back to oh, what was I just watching? Okay, I was watching this show about a woman who married into an African tribe. I think she was English. Anyway, it was like the women built the houses. And and they did the hunting and gathering. And of course, they raised the children. And it was Mm -hmm. like this was just the way that it was in this tribe. And um, I thought, (laughs) look at these women. Like, they're literally working their fingers to the bone. But they're not, quote, working women by today's standards because they don't get they're not actually on a payroll. Yeah. You know, they didn't fill out a W-2. That just bothers me. If you are a stay at home mom, you are a working woman. Friggin fly that flag, man. That's yours. Even if you're not a mother, running a house is a job. That's why people used to hire someone to do it for them. Right. If we said we were going to, you wouldn't. What? I just told you we were going to have a nice, calm, sophisticated conversation. And now I'm like, fly the flag. They're all idiots. And we're like 10 minutes in. It's okay. It's okay. Grain of salt, everyone. Grain of salt. I mean, I just don't want to like compartmentalize uh, motherhood and homemaking. I don't want to, I don't want to. Yeah. Delineate between motherhood and homemaking. I mean, obviously, there are obvious delineations, um, but I'd like to just give validation and credence to the the profession of homemaking. Yes. Yes. And it's challenging. Like, you can ask a lot of work outside the home women. What's easier? Mm -hmm. I've heard time and time again, like. And I have worked outside the home Mm -hmm. (laughs) going and leaving and just like Mm -hmm. having a task, doing it and then being able to leave it there and come like that's easier mentally Mm -hmm. or there's easier aspects of it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Back to what you were saying about, you know, it when you were talking about people sourcing those things out before Mm -hmm. previously. Mm -hmm. Um. So I looked this up and who knows how accurate this is, but the latest the latest calculation on what a stay at home mom or a homemaker. So not even necessarily a mom. Okay, anybody who's staying at home, tending to the home. Okay, what would their average pay be in today's standard? What would you guess? Well, this I mean, I heard this like over a decade ago and it was well over 100 grand. 
the latest all the skill sets required. So what's the latest? Yeah, the latest is one hundred and seventy eight thousand a year. So and why why I want to bring this to your attention is not because I think there needs to be a monetary value. I think if it was thirty thousand, it's still worth it. But yeah. my point is, if so, if your home, let's say you got a really amazing job, but you need somebody to pick the kids up from school. You need somebody to do your grocery shopping, somebody to do your meal making, somebody to clean your houses, somebody mm-hmm. to manage this aspect, this aspect, this aspect. That's how much it would cost you for somebody to do those jobs for you mm-hmm. is what I'm saying when I say that. And so the fact that you are bringing that income to your household, even though there's not actually money being passed back and forth right say that again but that's I didn't, the, the value that you the, this is the value that you're adding okay. to your home you are mm-hmm. bringing one hundred and seventy eight thousand dollars worth of work into your home every year that's how much work you're doing if you were to hire it out at standard rates for other people does that make sense you know what I'm, yes. you know what I'm trying to say okay mm-hmm so just because you're not, quote, a working woman, or maybe you are. I've worked outside the home. I'm still a working woman. We're totally quote, working, working women. Woman. Working outside we'll the home. We'll talk about that on another episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. It just, ugh. okay. So okay. obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, probably you know what our beliefs on homemaking are. <laughs> so maybe we don't need to go too far down that road. But let's talk about the ditch before we talk about, I want to preface okay. today's conversation because like. I can see the pitfalls here. Uh, yeah, yeah. The ditch is that, well, this is my job and you guys are keeping me from doing a really good job and I would fire you <laughs> and, um, you know, stop messing with my stuff. I'm just trying to do a good job. But this is your family. Right. This is maybe it's you and your husband. Maybe it's you and your kids. Maybe it's you and, you know, your mother-in-law who lives with you. Or maybe it's mm-hmm. just you. But you you got to remember that we're dealing with people ultimately, <laughs> Whether uh, whether you're just bringing pe- some people into your home or whether they live there, but they have to give you some grace and you got to give them some grace because this is not it can be a well-oiled machine, but it's not cut and dry. It's just life. We've talked about this a thousand times. Life is more nuanced than that. Yeah, You can wake up and you can have your to do list and you can be ready to attack this job with, you know, sinking your teeth into it. But your kid gets poison ivy. About that one. How about your kid gets points at Ivy and blows up like a balloon? And then it means emergency doctor visits and it means lots of television while they're just sitting there scratching themselves to death. So my point is thing. like there's got to be a giant grace bubble around this situation. Mm-hmm. And I, I just mean a soft heart, a tenderness towards the work. This can't be so regimented that it overrides that. Yes, a tenderness and if we're going to like talk professionally, a pragmatism about it, because in the working world, you go to work and you need to use the printer and it breaks down. You know, the printers that that's the size of a Buick and somebody has to come in and repair the printer and then you can't do what you needed to do that day with your presentation or whatever. Or you have your work cut out for you that day and you're I don't know. Your boss calls a staff meeting or something like there's always variables. So Mm -hmm. there are going to be just, I think, 
you know, I don't know how we're going to structure this episode, but I think like looking at your day and you and I talk about this all the time because the variables that you and I have injected into our homemaking are technology. Mm -hmm. And we hit these roadblocks like every day where our computers just flip us the bird and, you know, like everything's trashed. Like any intention we had for the day for accomplishing something professionally goes out the window. And that is what it's like running a home. Like my washing machine broke last week. Mm-hmm. Really hadn't factored that in mm-hmm. to the week, you know, mm-hmm. or your vehicle needs a new transmission or somebody gets the flu and then it works all the way through your house or, you know, there's mm-hmm. just so there's grace and there's pragmatism. And I think all that um, is under the umbrella of looking at it as a profession. Yeah. So if you have a profession, um, you get dressed for it. Let's start there. <sighs> That's exactly where I wanted to start. Okay. So I did um, on YouTube, I did my very first day in the life mother of six video last October and it went bonkers. And one of the things I said in that video is like, this is my job. And so I got up and I put on my uniform. Like I actually put on some makeup for the day and try to be presentable. It doesn't happen every single day, but generally speaking, like this is what I do. And I tie on my apron And this is my uniform because this is my job. So, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. get dressed, get dressed, (laughs) yeah, get dressed, get Um, dressed. I I've shared this with you guys, but if somebody has shared this episode with you and you're brand new, um, Mm. I've really taken this to heart since we started back at school and I Mm -hmm. set my alarm for about an hour and a half before my family gets up and the very first thing I used to go through this really romantic thing. Like, Oh, I'll sit and read my Bible and, you know, I'll go and walk the dog. And then I was like, that it's not going to work. I fall asleep. I can't do it. Uh, and so instead what I do, the first thing I do is I wash my face and I brush my hair and I put on my makeup and I get dressed because that act just prepares your body for what's next. And then that's a great time to go read your Bible or walk the dog or, you know, get a little bit of work in or have some time Mm -hmm. with your spouse or whatever it may be. But that when you get dressed, just head to toe, like, you know, your hair down to your house shoes, get your apron on. I've actually started wearing perfume every day. Because I just can't believe I know. that. I know. I know. You guys are going to message me and be like, you're going to die. I probably I'm just going to die then. I don't know. Look, you went this long without wearing perfume. Now you can wear perfume. I've never worn. I only spray it on my clothes. I don't put it on my skin. So I feel like that has to help something. Um, Wait a minute. I don't know. Is I'm making this up. <laughs> You're, you're going to stain your clothing. No, it's not. You're not supposed to spray it on your clothes. OK, it's fine. They're not that nice anyway. Um, but I've, I've just been so surprised at how that little like that little really sweet scent sort of carries mm-hmm. me through. I'm like, remember, we're good. You're fresh. You're fresh and clean. Remember, you like, smell good. You, you smell, smell like Yves Saint Laurent. You, you too. You got this. You too. <laughs> I walked by Stu after I put it on the day I bought it. And he mm-hmm. was just like, oh, what's that smell? Did you put on perfume? I said, yeah. He's like, it smells really nice. <laughs> Which one is it? It's called Mon Perry. Mon Perry. <laughs> M-O-N space Paris. My Paris. My Mm. Paris. Yes. Uh, It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I don't actually like perfumes. I've never found one I liked. I smelt it. And I was like, this is my perfume. This perfume was made 
for me. And that's how I have felt every time I wear it. And so it feels very special. Look at me smiling. I'm I know. so happy. <laughs> I know. It's it's a silly little thing, but it feels like now this is part of my uniform. Like I'm here. Yeah. I'm here for the day. And I can't believe how much different your family sees you when just when that's you got your uniform on, you're ready. They wake up and you're ready. It's yeah. very helpful in our family. Very helpful. Mm-hmm. And um, especially as the kids get older, like I have a 15-year-old boy and a 13-year-old daughter and like they notice. So getting ready for old world design society, like I have been burning the candle at both ends. And there were two days last week where I just stayed in my pajamas all day. I was just like at the computer, like just didn't move out of my office and had meals, did carry out. It was just insane. And... My uh, daughter, Amelie, super sweet to me. Obviously, I would love her no matter what. But like she, she's a sharp dresser, that one. And we don't go anywhere. We live in the middle of nowhere. And she kind of just was like, Mom, come on. Like <laughs> She's got her plaid trousers on and her sweet little sweater. Mm-hmm. Beautiful puffy sleeves and everything just to be at home. And I was so proud of her. Like She's kind of set an intention this year like... COVID, it's not going to take me down. I don't go anywhere. I don't care. I still have mm-hmm. dignity. I'm 13. I'm so proud of her. But those two days, I could see like it even affected her. Mm-hmm. She's like, Mom, mm-hmm. could you just get it together and get dressed? <laughs> we need you, Mom. We need you. <laughs> Please. We need you, Mom. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about then the uniforms on. I'm going to, I want to talk about our weaknesses, our personal weaknesses, because I think it okay. has value. Um, mm-hmm. <sighs> if homemaking is a job, I I keep thinking about like, what if I showed up to a job with the attitude I showed up to homemaking with today? Um, I would be fired. There are many days where mm-hmm. I would be fired. And you think about customer service. Mm-hmm. I know most of us have probably worked in this in one way or another. Mm-hmm. but. You don't feel. Oh, thank you so much for coming in today. We're so happy to see you. What can I help you with? Like, you don't feel that. You just get good at faking it. You get your little script down and you just run through it. And I don't mean you should fake it with your family and that mom needs to be jolly all the time. That's Mm -mm. not what I mean. I mean, you don't need to be a shark to your family particularly when most of the times what you're upset about doesn't involve them. They just get the lashing from it. They get the, you know, they get the backlash of mom being stressed because she forgot down, forgot to sit down and pay the bills. And now there's a late fee like that's not, Mm -hmm. or, you know, the computer eats a month's worth of photographs, not their fault yet, you know, because they're in the firing zone, they can tend to get that. And, um, I think this is probably the area more than any others that moms need to check themselves because our attitude towards our family is important and our attitude towards our neighbors is important. It's important to our spouse. It's important what our attitude is towards ourselves. I mean, there have been times where in my depth and my depravity, I've said out loud to myself horrible things like, is this really here you are, you know, you're pathetic. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, what kind of, what kind of idiot, 
would get themselves into this mess or that mess. And that's not helpful. (laughs) It's not glorifying and it's not good. And Mm -hmm. so I think that this is one area in particular where we could take notes from our experiences in the workforce and just say, you know what? You don't feel it. Fake it till you make it and it'll pass. And it always does pass. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, we've, I think we've talked about this before, but there are safeguards to that. You know, where our, our theme, I think that falls perfectly under our season five theme of choose your heart so that we are constantly um, intentionally or unintentionally making decisions that um, affect something in the future. You know, we forget to take the meat out on Friday, then we don't have dinner Saturday evening, you know, just whatever, whether it's something tiny like that or something really big. But I think that um, we need to guard ourselves. So, like, for me, I I don't have Facebook on my phone, for example. Mm -hmm. I just can't expose myself to that crap during the day because I'll look down at my phone and my kids will ask me a question. I'll be like, what? (laughs) <laughs> you know, like I I think there's um, ways to critically look at our job and how we re- if homemaking is a profession. So we look critically look at the job and we look at markers during the day and how we respond to those markers. And then we dial back and look at what influenced that particular moment. Right. So if it's getting out the meat means that you're not ordering like an amount of carryout on Saturday night that you, your family cannot afford, mm-hmm. then, then dial back and look at that. If staying off of, you know, the news or whatever, or Facebook and staying out of that twaddle protects you against your response to your family who's done nothing mm-hmm. to contribute to the national situation, you know, like then stay off. Mm-hmm. And so like, critically analyzing your job and and the flare-ups during the day like what what are your stumbling blocks or where do you feel that you get derailed and then just obviously there's variables there's things you can't control but like ownership what what do i mm-hmm. own in this situation mm-hmm. and and what what can i be responsible for mm-hmm. yeah i i completely agree with that so let's talk about what some of those tasks are generally speaking so as a homemaker, tip, these are all typical. I'm painting with broad strokes. This is going to look different for everyone. Okay. And that's if you want reassurance that we're with you, go back and listen to that episode. We're all homemakers because there is not a stereotypical homemaker and it takes all kinds of people and shapes and forms and different families and, you know, husbands mm-hmm. take over some roles and wives take over other roles. And that's great. But generally speaking, we are in charge of grocery shopping and grocery growing, I call it, (laughs) grocery growing, grocery shopping, or preparing meals. I mean, that's a fairly standard Mm -hmm. one for most homemakers. And um, yeah, I have have two good friends, like one husband, he does the grocery shopping. Like mm -hmm. she, very good friend. Like she just doesn't do it. She mm-hmm. picks it up. He does He does the ordering or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I have another friend. She doesn't cook. Her husband does all the cooking. Mm-hmm. But she does the grocery shopping, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's going to be variables. But generally speaking, food is typically the homemaker's department in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. if not all. Mm-hmm. So if, if grocery growing and shopping and meal pre- preparation mm-hmm. is a job, is our job, 
mm-hmm. then okay. what do you think some ways um, of doing that well are? Um, for me personally, so I order my groceries um, online. Mm-hmm. I order from Azure. So I have uh, once a month, I drive an hour and a half to pick up my groceries. And I'm not with a sense of martyrdom. I love it. I choose to do that. But um, I need to be responsible for that order because it's substantial. And it is a lot to remember mm-hmm. um, throughout the month what we might need to project a month ahead. So I need to not wait till the last minute to do that. I have now brought my daughters in on it. So they have my Azure login. And if they think of something, they know how to add it to the cart, mm-hmm. which is Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, even this last week, I was too busy. They were mm-hmm. able to sit behind me in my office here while I worked their 11 and 13 and do my shopping for me. So that was mm-hmm. cool. Um, so getting that squared away and having a general idea, carving out time once or twice a month, probably more like once a month to sit down with my cookbooks and kind of think about like, what do I want to do this month mm-hmm. and what do I need mm-hmm. to accommodate that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it sounds so dumb, but like a really big thing for me is getting to the freezers. <laughs> That's why I always mention it because we're always trying to, we talk about ourselves on the show, getting to the bleeping freezers and getting out the berries for breakfast the day before or getting out the meat. It's, it's huge. I've been killing it the last two weeks. Like I have this big enamel bowl, like huge. I just go down to the freezer. Like, what do we need? <laughs> Pull it all out. <laughs> yep. Load it up. Yeah. Yeah. I think what I think so too. That's what I about that's, you? Uh, I think that's just a great question to pose to listeners. If you look at mm-hmm. just groceries and cooking, this was my job. How would I do this mm-hmm. better? Um, I think I, I shared this last week, but like I, I had to stop being a martyr about food and just think if my job is to provide meals for my family to make sure we have what they need. Oh, I yeah. missed my Azure order. I went to Costco. I bought yeah. so many groceries. My kids thought I was amazing because I got them bananas and like stuff we just haven't had for a really long time. And it was it was good food. You know, I didn't feel like I was giving mm-hmm. them cheap food, although I did buy some chips and such. But, you know, it um, for me, it was like a huge stress relief. And it, for those weeks since I did that, it was like, good job. You had you had what your family needed. Mm-hmm. You had what your family yeah. needed. And you're, I'm still making them food that nourishes their bodies and. And so, you know, it's a balance. It's a balance between practicality and, um, you know, maybe doing it perfectly like you would want to do, quote, perfectly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think that's just a good question to pose listeners as you're sitting back and thinking about your job as a homemaker. Uh, pick Pick apart some of these little areas. So I think another one is being a nurse. And I kind of had this come up last week. Like, this is my my I'm a mom. Okay, I'm used to being a wet nurse. A, di- a nappy changing nurse, like right, <laughs> a nighttime nurse, like t- take it. Um, but two of my kids got into poison ivy, and Georgia had an allergic reaction, so her face was like twice the normal amount. She could barely open her eyes. She had blisters over her entire face, and it was really bad. And I was kicking myself because it has been on my to do list for a while to get them set up with a primary care physician, which we don't have. Oh, my gosh. Why is it so bloody hard to get a primary care physician? And praise God. 
My kids are very healthy. Like they haven't yeah. had to go to the last time I took him to the doctor. He was like, why are you here? I was like, I don't know. I just feel like this is what I'm moms are guilt. supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's like, well, here's a very expensive bill for me weighing and telling you how tall your children are. <laughs> um, but we have a great facility here with somebody that we know that we're very comfortable with. All my family sees him. It's mm-hmm. a super private practice, naturally minded. And it was just like one of those things where you pay the monthly fee as a family and you've got them on call. Like, oh, nice. it's amazing. And I knew it was there. I knew it was a resource I could take care of. But it took my kids getting poison ivy for me to be like, hey, can I fill out that paperwork now that's been sitting on my desk for six months? Mm-hmm. Um, and so getting that done. And I was actually maybe proud isn't the right word, but I had just cleaned out my hall cabinet and I had busted out my label maker. Because when I can't I control that. big things in life, I try to control the little things. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of you can relate. And I bought Band-Aids. I haven't bought Band-Aids since I've had children. And people are always like, what do you do? I'm like, I don't know. They just bleed. I put a piece we of toilet paper on We have had this conversation <laughs> before. Where I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, it's just kind of like wine and coffee. How do you parent without Band-Aids? I don't know. Because we just haven't for me, had it's just need. like. It's the panacea. Here's a Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, I don't do that. I'm like, well, you just like, haven't done it. <laughs> I haven't done it. But Either amazing or crazy. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know. I just, I haven't feel the need. I, you know, it's like the paper towel thing. It's like you just get used to not having them. Yeah. You yeah. just find a way around it. Um, but we'll talk about this a little bit more on Thursday. But I went to Target and I went through the medicine aisle and I was just like, Band-Aids, gauze, like this, that, and I just stocked a fresh new medicine bin and I labeled it medicines and I labeled the stuff in it for my kids. And so I had a lot of what I needed actually to take care of them at home when this happened. And I realized like, this is you doing a good job at being a nurse. Like if, if part of your job as a homemaker is to be a nurse to those mm-hmm. who need you to be a nurse, like having the supplies on hand is the way that you do that. Yeah. I mean, then there's the whole gentle spirit and service part of it. But, you know, <laughs> the cute, um, sexy uniform. Exactly. Exactly. But that's, that a, true. that's a part of it. It is. And keeping that, I mean, Band-Aids. Yep. All my oils, silver, yep. like yep. all the things you need for a burn or for whatever. Yep. Yeah. Having it there. Mm-hmm. OK, let's talk about another one. This was probably one of my favorite ones because we're okay. so... It, it ruffles so many feathers. Um, oh, brother. Homemaker task. Managing activities for the family. Okay. Um, this is a big one because this is where you get to put your manager hat on and you get to decide this is what's good for our company and this is what's bad for our company. And this is what we're <laughs> going to focus on. And this is what we're not going to focus on. And I think mm-hmm. this is where the homemaker's personality really starts to show in a lot of ways because uh who is i think alistair Begg says like if you want to tell me what your priorities are give me your calendar and your checkbook mm-hmm. and i'll you know then we'll see what your real priorities are and so i think about that as i put things on our calendar what are the things that we're subscribing to what are the things that are good and how is i can i as a homemaker manage those so that you know, we've all met the mom who's so strung out by all the meetings and appointments and play dates and activities that she doesn't have time for things like 
mm-hmm. taking care of the home or or laundry mm-hmm. or cooking or or budgeting or any of those things. I'm not saying she's not free to make those decisions. Uh, but in our house, it's always weighing the balance of like, okay, well, we could have this family over for supper, but you know, what about XYZ? Or do we have our school done for the day? Or we have piano early in the morning. So we need to make it an early night. Or I don't know. To me, like this gets yeah. very fun. Well, and I think I think you and I are similar in that we're coming from we do have similar uh thoughts on this. I mean, you and I, we're, we're, it's a, it's unique. Probably, sorry, that's my mom texting me. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe different than the majority of our audience. So we yeah. have a situation where we work at home, we school at home, like we're a home where we are home centered families, and I think we've been probably each pretty intentional over the years about that. So our kids aren't really in sports. We don't do a lot of running around. Um, we're not hermits. There's just mm-hmm. like plenty going on on our own acreage. And and um, mm-hmm. I think probably a lot of our audience experienced um, a little a taste of this with COVID. So mm-hmm. we we all heard from people who were relishing in the extra family time. There was this initial probably substantial period of relief in not having to schlep everybody everywhere and do all the things. And I know everybody's family needs are different and it's going to be, you know, you have some really extroverted people and people that thrive on that. But I know there is a a portion that is overwhelmed with the um, sort of cultural uh, busyness, you know, be it 42 activities for the kids and mom's doing this and dad's playing basketball and blah, blah, blah. And then when that was taken away, it was kind of a light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it's interesting for me to have this conversation because I feel like you and I are coming from a really um, different place than a lot of our listeners. But at the same time, I think being in that different place gives them permission to consider something else mm-hmm. if they want to. You know, and 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 I think many want to. They they want just a l- permission to mm-hmm. just do a little bit less, or mm-hmm. permission like no, just actually being at home and the insanity, kids swinging from the chandeliers, or just being home is actually okay. Like it's okay to develop your personality outside, like constant outside stimuli. Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. You know. Don't you think part of that comes from just it's like me taking my kids to the doctor because I just feel like that's what I was supposed to do. You know? Yes, I I think it's kind of like um, okay, like you're pregnant, and so yeah. you need this, 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 and this at your baby shower, yeah. and you won't be able to make it without this, and you won't be able to make it without this, and you yeah. won't be able to make it without this. I think there's just like this, you know, as far as uh, motherhood goes, there's just like this programming that mm-hmm. you just like accept yes mm-hmm, okay yes mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm. and then you hear these little stories about people doing it different and you're like wait a minute what mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think we talked about this in season one where i remember having georgia mm-hmm. and it was like all the moms were like let's meet at the park let's all meet at the park and everyone would be a plane at the park and i i went and i was just like this is hell i hate this i don't want to be here i don't want to be around all these people i'm a new mom i don't know what's going on i hate parks like why am i doing this why do I feel like I have to do this? Right. I don't. Uh, one of the ways that we manage activities in our home is we actually have a physical calendar 
and I put it on the wall where everybody can see it. And every Sunday I write down, this is what's coming up this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's um, this meeting at church or Stu's book group this night, or, you know, mom's got a hair appointment on this day. And you can just see, like, I know for our family, like three or four things is max. Like any more yeah. than that, we're not accommodating for the things that will come up. That we need, you know, the computer crashes while we're trying to get the YouTube video up. Or exactly. Something happens with one of the animals or the kids mm-hmm. get into poison ivy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've just learned that we got to give your schedule space. So it's like yeah. if there's three or four things on and my kids want to do a play date, it's like, sorry, this isn't the right week for it. You know, we'll find a time where there's not as much happening. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think having the, the schedule, like a lot of times, you know, I'll, I, Joel and I sit down at the beginning of the week, I say like, here's what's coming. Mm-hmm. And so like, here's what needs to come before then. Right. Here's what it will look like. It means like if we have so-and-so over for dinner on Tuesday, it means we cannot destroy the kitchen at lunchtime on right. Tuesday afternoon. Right. Because then that's too much work. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's self-sabotaging. So it's just like this constant. And I think um, like as far as child rearing, I think that's a good habit because you want to teach your kids to like project into the future and not um, overcommit mm-hmm. and be prepared for things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think um, planning is really. It's key. It's key. You would plan. You would yep. plan at a job. Yeah. You would. And, and you uh, would not just plan daily. You would not just plan weekly. You would plan quarterly. You would have quarterly estimations, annual mm-hmm. projections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We talked about this book, I think, in season two, but there's a great book called Essentialism. And it's written mm-hmm. for people in the workforce primarily. But I it had so much value to me as I read it years ago because it was just this idea of like figure out what you want and say no to other things. <laughs> yeah. And we had we had to run through that as a family. There had to be a time of pruning where we had to prune out a lot of extra things that weren't edifying to us anymore. They weren't yeah. helping us to go in the direction that we wanted to go in. And Remember that year you got rid of like a ton of sheep and your pigs? Yep. Remember like when you made like huge just machete Hard. chops too? Yeah. Hard. I cried. I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. But um, I tell you now looking back a couple years later, I can breathe. Mm-hmm. I'm not so strung out that I'm just a crazy person all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, maybe I've shared this story before, but when we did our Food Network pilot, I don't know how many years ago that now was, three maybe, we were supposed to hear back from them and we didn't. And the days kind of kept going on and kept going on. And I was so stressed. That was the probably the most stressful thing. I've ever done in my Mm -hmm. life besides have children. (laughs) It was very, very difficult. And I remember being in the shower. I pray a lot in the shower because it's like the only time I have that's really quiet usually. And I just remember praying, okay, Lord, like I don't care. I'm just in so much turmoil and pain and exhaustion and stress. Like hack off the limbs that don't need to be there. Like, yeah, I was like an overgrown I won't say I'm a rose. I was an overgrown weed. <laughs> I was just oh, like, a I was flopping all over the place. And it was yeah. just like, I don't care how bad it hurts. Like refine this, prune mm-hmm. this, because I know that where we're at right now is not good for our family. And I think yeah. we probably all know that feeling. 
And it was just one of those like, hear my spirit groans kind of a thing. And mm-hmm. the next day they called and they said, we're not going to pick it I up. And I that. was like, freaking great. That's great. I'm so happy to hear that because <laughs> now mm-hmm. we're on to the next thing. And that was a huge limb yeah. that we'd been working on for years that just got hacked off overnight. And it's yeah. brutal. Pruning is painful. When you look at your house and you think, what has to be pruned? Trust me, you're not going to want to do it. It's not no. going to be enjoyable. <laughs> like, oh, that thing. I no. really like that thing. Let's cut that off. Um, mm-hmm. But dang, if that isn't where those major growth and redirection moments happen. Yeah. We got a great email from a listener the other day and she was like, I don't know what's been going on, but I'm killing it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, and I don't, I can't remember if she talked to her husband, but she's like, then I realized like I've been getting up earlier. I've been going to bed. I've been doing the hard things. Yep. Every time I think of something I don't want to do, I think of Shay and Ange saying fortitude. And she's like, <laughs> it's like, it's producing fruit. I love yes. that email. It made me so happy. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. but I'm killing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love this. So good job to you. I don't remember your name, but good bit. job to you. <laughs> I know. Yes. Good job to you. I've been experiencing this a little bit because I've cut kind of Netflix out of my life right now. And I realized because I was just I would get into bed at like 830, but I'd stay up till 10 watching something. And then mm-hmm. when you go to bed at 10, it's hard to get up at, you know, 445, 5. Um, yeah. And so I just stopped. I got went into bed at 830 and I let myself watch one gardening video on YouTube, <laughs> which mm-hmm. are usually so boring that I fall asleep. <laughs> and um and so I'm actually falling asleep at like 845. Yes. And turns out when you do that, five you're o'clock amazing. rolls around and you're just like, okay, that's fine. Bing. I'm ready to get yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and again, fortitude. Do I want to give up my, you know, hour and a half of me time at night? Not really. Not especially. But mm-hmm. if it's if it works better and I can ultimately be a better service to my family and to my right. home then isn't that what my job is? Yeah. And not with the, not with a martyr batter banner on. Right. You want to see stay what up I've and done watch? for you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to binge Monty Don till 1130? Mm-hmm. Do it on Friday. Mm-hmm. Like, just be a grown up, though, and yeah. go to bed during the week. OK, yep. yep. It's just all mostly garbage that you've seen before. You can wait till Friday. It's true. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So we've talked about grocery shopping, growing, food cooking. We've talked about nursing, cleaning, okay. cooking. Um, I'll I'll dish up two that I'm really working hard on because they are my weakest points as a homemaker. Do I know these? Okay. It's budgeting. Oh, and what Shay makes me budget. sad about this is that I used to be exceptional. I can I just like say like to be Shay's friend with her. <laughs> And the budget problem, it's just like every two and a half weeks, that's like all caps text message. Why can't I budget like a grown up? What's wrong with me? You know, <laughs> I'll tell you why. I know what the problem is. It's because okay. our income is not steady. We're entrepreneurs. It's not oh, the same yeah. month to month. I'm not on salary. I don't just get paid this day, this amount. So no, it's like a roller coaster. It's like a yeah. roller coaster and it makes it really hard. <laughs> and um okay, Shay. <laughs> <laughs> but as a homemaker, you guys, I you know, especially with it being a job, like you were talking about, there'd be spreadsheets, there'd be projections, there'd be goals. 
Uh, mm. When I do a good job of this, we can meet financial goals as a family that we just can't meet when I'm not paying attention to it and giving it what it deserves. And so I'm taking some baby steps and I've decided I'm setting aside two days a month to actually just sit, go through my paperwork, file my receipts, make sure my taxes stuff is taken care of, you know, touch bases with my accountant, make sure all the bills are paid. And that's going to be my step one. And I think this even falls under delegation also, because mm-hmm. not everybody pays the bill. I don't pay the bills. Mm-hmm. I mean, I make the money, but I don't pay the bills. Mm-hmm. So Joel's got like a really firm handle on when everything needs to get paid. And he handles all that. And I'll just mm-hmm. chase my carrot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, can, mm-hmm. he can do his thing, yes. which I'm so grateful for because there was a time when I did pay. I did do that. And I'm just so relieved to have that off my plate that I don't, yeah. that I don't do that. Yeah. And um, I could probably because, do that if I cried enough. You, Stuart would probably say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. It just, at one point he just took over. It wasn't like a, like, let's sit down. Hey, I need to yeah. delegate this. I can't do, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I do enough on the computer. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. yeah. No, Stuart, uh, bless him. He has taken over things like insurance and the accounting, like when the IRS or the state of Washington sends us something. Cause it's like, I just, mm-hmm. I read it and it's like, I'm reading Greek. I'm like, I can't, nothing's coming in. I'm reading this letter. I don't know what it's saying. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with it. You're like the <laughs> anti grown up. It kills me. I am. It's, so it's funny. Like, it's very, it's a struggle, whatever. It's fine. I'm working on it. Um, Try getting Shay to buy an airline ticket. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to have my sister do it. I'm going to. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Here's when I think my flight comes in. I'm going to do it. And then like two days before, she'll pay like seven times the amount she needed to because she'll finally buy the airline ticket. I feel like I'm giving them my liver when I buy an airline ticket. It's like if you fly, you'll get your liver back. But if you can't make the trip, we get to keep it. It's the Russian mafia, Shay. They want your liver. Okay, we're over our time. But like, but wait, like, but you know, like, as a homemaker and a homesteader and like a home nerd, like we're home nerds, really. Like, it is very difficult to say, "Hey, 120 days from now, I will leave the house." I know. On time. <laughs> it is like anxiety, anxiety. <laughs> it's making me yeah. sweat just thinking about it. I know, right? Okay. Okay, we're over on okay, our time. So over. We have I to think talk we about did. we need to talk about laundry. Okay. Oh frick. You guys, Do let's we? just not. Let's not be victims of our laundry. Let's just um let's not be martyrs about this. Let's just wash all the loads. Like I don't care. Just do it. Let's just do it. Let's stop and just do it. Okay. Or be like Ange and just be at peace with the fact that it's never going to (laughs) happen. I'm comfortable with it. I'm I'm going to do my best and I got better things to worry about. My sister sent me the funniest meme this morning. I will put it on the Patreon page and it has to do with laundry. Laundry brings me so much joy. Oh, I like, love it. When it's I, done and my laundry is clean. Like, dang. Everyone's closets are full. I'm like, yes, I got this. That mm. makes me feel like I'm doing a good job. Two more children. 
I don't want two more children. Bless them. Love, love all of them. I'll love no, all the children. Have, I have a new friend. She has 10. And when my washing machine broke, she washed my laundry for me. She's like, I love this. I'm happy to do it. She sent it back like all folded. And I love folded laundry. Nothing annoys me worse than a sloppy fold job. But like she sent it back like all folded and perfect. Oh, my word. It's one of my favorite things to do. I'm like, wow, that is really She's the perfect mom. She's the perfect mom for those kids. Bless her. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, ladies, we hope that this has encouraged you in accepting your job as a home. No, that's not what I meant to say. (laughs) Embracing. Embracing. Embracing your profession as a homemaker. Yes. And let us encourage you to have a good attitude towards it, to show up ready to work, ready to serve, uh, ready to be a team player ready to make tough management calls and be reliable and be a good leader. Yay. With a truckload of grace. Yes. For yourself. Yes. Amen to that. And thank you for today's sponsors. Visit tubesandco.com. Use the coupon code homemaker for all your skincare and makeup needs. And of course, visit old world, old world dot dot old world dot Parisian farm girl dot com to get in on Angela's old world design society. Make sure you get in before Wednesday. If you want a physical shipped copy of this season's magazine, are we calling? Can we call it a magazine? It's a magazine without the ads. It's a magazine without the ads and it's a session. So there's like stuff to do with your magazine. We're all going to do the things together. together. Okay. It's like, there you go. Mm -hmm. Okay. Big thank you to all of our Patreon patrons. Oh, my word. Patrons who have supported us over on Patreon. We hope you guys are enjoying the video form of these podcasts that you get for being a patron and supporting the podcast for just $10 a month and having this video. It's been fun to see the comments roll in like, I didn't think your face looked like that. Yes. And if you just like want to know what's going on, head over to the YouTube channel, Homemaker Chic Podcast on yeah. YouTube. Watch all the trailers. You'll see yes. what the fuss is about. Yes, do that. And uh, okay. we'll meet you guys back here on Thursday. Perfect. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>